I've had a very interesting career trajectory since I, I moved on from student work. Um, and again, it kind of goes back to that point I was making earlier, not quite knowing what I wanted to do yet or having myself quite figured out. I actually took some time off uh, from school, took about six months, packed a bag, traveled the world. It was the best experience next to student works, of course. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Well, leaders, I've got an amazing young woman today, Andrea Lehman. Uh, she worked with our organization a number of years ago and is really, really an amazing, powerful leader. Uh, she's had a, a very successful career. Um, she's run her own business. She's been involved in a really successful um, sales career, uh, gone, into, gone into leadership. Right now, she's a business development ma manager with one of the fastest growing companies in the in. North America called Traction on Demand. Um, and she describes uh, about leadership and about really the impact of personal growth and personal development and how it impacts sales and leadership. I know you're going to love this podcast. I know you're going to love what Andrea has to share today. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast. So if you have anything for me, you know any amazing young leaders um, looking for a, for a fantastic opportunity to develop. If you want to share our podcast, please do so. And you're welcome to reach out to me at chris at leaderspodcast.ca. Thanks so much. Have an incredible day. So, Andrea, thanks so much for joining us on the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast this afternoon. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. It's so great to see you again. Yes, yes. No, it's great. Um, and uh, so, so um, you know, dig right in. Now, tell me what were you like before our program? Honestly, um, pretty much the same person, but a little okay. less refined, I would say. Um, you know, I was, I was young when I started student work painting. I was only 19 years old and to have yeah. the opportunity to run my own business. But you know, thinking back to who I was then, and certainly there's been a tremendous amount of professional and personal development, but I think at my core, I was very much the same, very outgoing, very friendly, gregarious, um, had a very determined spirit. And I would say yes. that uh, I was also, I've always also been a very independent person. And so those traits still exist today, but um but as a, at my core, that's that's who I was back then. Still finding my way, that's for sure. Yeah, no, and and a lot of our operators have those sort of similar sort of characteristics. You know, outgoing, friendly, determined, gregarious. Um, you know, and and I think as well, you you also had a a big expectation of yourself too, mm -hmm. right? You wanted to go achieve things, right? So that's something. Those characteristics are really common. Uh, with our young leaders. And, and again, people want to have powerful futures. Um, you know, not all of those characteristics necessarily, but a bunch of those characteristics are really, really important. You know, um, uh, again, one of the biggest things is wanting to have a big future is an enormous part of having a big future, right? Absolutely. You know, yes. that's, that's, you know, 
So, so what was your biggest frustration as a teenager before you got started in our business? Thinking back, I would say, I would say not having myself figured out yet. So really okay. understanding who I was as a person, the values that I stood for, um, what path I wanted to go on. You know, it was something I struggled with a lot in my late teens and early 20s because I was so interested in so many different things. And I did, you know, I did things okay or pretty well at times, which made me feel like I could pursue a bunch of different avenues. And, And it was frustrating to me not to feel like I had a calling to one particular area. But now having, you know lived quite a bit more of my life. Looking back, I see that there was actually quite a clear path for me, but I didn't see it at that time. And so figuring myself out and figuring out where I wanted to go and not knowing was frustrating for me, for sure. Yeah, no, I get, I I get that. Right. And, uh, and that's certainly a a real key uh, for that time of life. Right. And, and kind of having like, to me, at least it's about having confidence that, hey, I'm doing the right things, right? Like I'm, I'm, you know, joined up for a great program. I'm, 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 I'm pursuing school. I'm per- pursuing some extracurriculars. I'm, you know, I'm moving forward. And, uh, you know, one thing for me, I always like the idea of keeping as many options open because so many times I speak with young, young leaders and they're like, I totally want to go to law or I totally want to go to medicine or I totally want to do this. Or, I totally want to do that. And then they're like, I, five years later, they totally didn't want to do that, right? And and that's and that makes sense, right? Because you really, what do you know, right? You're just learning, just sort of seeing. So, so what do you still rely on from the program? Yeah, that's a good question, and I can answer this very quickly and very easily. Um, for me, there was two pillars that were crystallized during my time with Student Works. One, accountability. Accountability to myself, accountability to clients, accountability to uh, people that you employ, and accountability to your team members as well. You don't want to be that mm-hmm. manager that doesn't complete payroll or that you know um, is falling behind in terms of your business development efforts. So accountability was such a it was just ingrained in me then. And then the second piece of that was would be around relationships. And I know you always say relationships are everything and relationships are everything. They truly are. <laughs> they really, really yeah. are. And uh, I met so many amazing people during my time there that I'm still friends with today, yourself included, which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's been uh, such an incredible network, not only people that I worked with on, you know, sort of the owner operator level, but my painters too. And some oh, clients awesome? as well. Not all clients, but some great. clients as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so it really um, highlighted how important relationships are and, and to have integrity with all of them. And that's something that I've carried throughout my career and in my personal life too. Well, no, that, well, well, first of all, as you know, that's our number one commandment. But, but getting back to that accountability piece, it's, it really is so critical. It's something that a lot of times people don't see is, is you know, it's, um, I know there was a study that they were doing on, on promises kept within an organization. And if you think about it, just, just like, you know, if, if, if you have a higher percentage of promises kept within your organization, like you said, to business commitments or payroll met or deadlines met, is your business going to work? Oh, yeah. Are relationships in your business going to work? Oh, yes. Because a big part of frustration within business is 
gosh, we want to move forward with this marketing component, but oh, so-and-so hasn't done this or this is people yeah. are lagging behind on this. And then the people yep. who are really making things happen get frustrated. So, so it's so great to identify that for, um, again, our young leaders. So tell me about your career progress, mm-hmm. you know, post, post student works, post, post Western, you know, yeah. what, what, what did you do? Yeah. Great question. Um, I've had a very interesting career trajectory since I, I moved on from student work. Um, and again, it kind of goes back to that point I was making earlier, not quite knowing what I wanted to do yet or having myself quite figured out. I actually took some time off uh, from school, took about six months, packed a bag, traveled the world. It was the best experience next to student works, of course. Um, <laughs> close second. And um, I was actually writing a whole bunch of letters home. And my mom, being the proud mom that she was, she had worked as a very senior level executive um, at a software company on the delivery side or implementation side. And she was forwarding my letters to the president of the company then who moved on somewhere else. And, you know, he's reading through this and said, hey, Reg, when Andrea gets home from her travels, tell her to call me. I want to interview her for a sales role. And so I got back, you know, I heard about the invitation. I was exploring some other options. And I thought this could be a great opportunity to work for someone who's going to be, no doubt, an indelible mentor in my life. I had heard quite a bit uh, about him. And so I took my foray into a professional sales in the technology space. And I really learned how to be a sales professional. Um, For a long time, it took me a while to get over that mental model that I I had that salespeople equal manipulators or or so on and so forth, because it's just not the case at all. You are building relationships. You are saying no to clients, and you're consulting to help make their days better, essentially. Um, So I had a really successful start to my career for five years there. And then I felt a a calling towards people development. and. I worked for a psychological assessment company um, with their emotional intelligence assessment in particular. And I absolutely loved the work. I learned so much about leadership, about myself, um, cultivated a lot of self-awareness, actually did my master's degree in leadership, had um, a practice on my own for a while, had some great clients like Fox Entertainment and Google and uh, wow. the School of Business, which was awesome. And, and then I had an opportunity to head up or, or be the VP of sales for a small tech startup. So I harnessed everything I learned in my leadership development learning years and about myself and built sales teams in New York and Toronto, going back and forth, which was an awesome experience uh, in and for of sure. itself. And, um, you know, it, with any, the risk of tech startups is, is high. Um, is a very early stage. So, you know, the business could not support a full leadership team anymore. So right. I, um, I ended up leaving that startup and then found a great opportunity with a company that I'm working for now back in the tech space, a company called Traction on Demand. By the way, we're looking for incredible sales talent. <laughs> I'm going to use that as a little plug there. Um, this is the most intellectually complex role that I have ever been in, meaning um, the product is complex, 
the process to sell is complex and the people behind making these sales come to fruition is very complex as well. Um, so I actually stepped down to more of a, uh, a business development manager role, knowing that the opportunity to step into a large VP role is, um, is everywhere at this company. We're growing like crazy. Right. And um, I think sometimes you need to make lateral moves or even step down in order to step into a bigger role for yourself in the future. So I'm very happy here. All of my experience is kind of culminating right now. And um, it's, a, it's a great, great time to start this new chapter in my life. Well, that's, no, that's fantastic. And, and I wanted to sort of walk, walk back. Like, you know, one of the things you mentioned about your early uh, development was just the role of a mentor mm-hmm. and, and really, really, you know, maybe you could speak more to, to just how, you know, you know, critical that was, and maybe you can compare and contrast other people who you know of, obviously, because sure. you've got lots of relationships and maybe not having that mentor and, mm-hmm. and, and, and what that meant for your career. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good question. Powerful question. Um, so for me, having a mentor is someone, I think you have to have a baseline of, of mutual respect. So you're allowing yourself to lean on this person and you're taking their advice and you're trusting them. And I think that that's a gift you don't necessarily give to everyone. Um, and someone in that mentorship role is, is someone that needs to be there to, to help you and to support you and who truly believes in you. And I think that that was the biggest, the biggest, I don't know, trait that separated this particular mentor from others in the past. And I had a really right. great mentor at Student Works Painting as well. I will say that. I, I will. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> actually, a, a few, a few. So, um, yeah. but this one I worked for for years. Um, yeah. I would say, though, if I was going to compare and contrast, you know, I had, I had pretty much the opposite uh, shortly after in my career where I worked with someone who was a peer and then became a manager. And, and it was a challenging situation to navigate. Um, and I think that, you know, if I was me now back then, I right. wouldn't take things as personally. I think that that comes with experience and time where you can take yourself, remove your own emotions out of the equation and just, See someone who's actually struggling, who's trying to step into a role of uh, of a mentor, who may not have the skills yet, um, but is sure. trying. And so, um, so I've had a, a bunch of different experience experiences like that. But for me, I connect most to people who truly believe in me, who um, you know align with my values. I would say, and who can challenge me and and, and challenge me in a in a way that's not um, demeaning or taking away power. Um, they're challenging me by uplifting me, saying no when they have to, or even just questioning me so that I can get to the place that they're thinking of without them telling me, if that makes sense. Well, no, that totally makes sense, Ashley. And, and you know, you covered a whole lot there. Yeah. And, I, and, and we'll let the listeners sort of grab a lot of those pieces. But I did want to reinforce one piece, and that is, is that you know, as leaders, we may see the direction we want someone to go, mm-hmm. but 
by pointing at it, that actually people go, oh, I get it. But they don't really get it. It's they have to discover it. And and it's like the example where all of a sudden you discover something. and It's like things pop in your head. I don't have a lot of hair in my head, but it's like the inside the head, they pop. It's (laughs) like, oh, my God. Oh, I get it. I get it. And that's what a great leader, that's what a great mentor will have happen for people. It's like, oh, wow. So it's, it's, you know, asking more questions, asking more questions. And what about that, Andrea? What did you see there, Andrea? And then, and then all of a sudden, wow, you discovered it. And, and, and of course, they wanted you to discover it. And, and again, sometimes, you know, that's where slow is fast. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, again, it's faster to say, this is what you need to do. And there are times where you literally need to do that. No, we, we need to go and act this way with a client. Sure. Or we need to, you know, but, but many times it's, it's again, sort of discovering those things in our blind spot. Yeah. Like, you know, as an example, don't we all have friends and don't they all actually see us and they'll see, oh, here's, here's Chris's weakness or here's Andrea's weakness and, and it's, or here's what they're working on or whatever. That's natural. And mm-hmm. in many ways, they actually see it better than we do. Right. Even though with the more work you do, you'll see it. Yeah. But in fact, they see it more. And I think, though, you know, to your point, too, it, it is an art and you need to be very confident in yourself not to want to have to give the answer, but to allow someone to make a mistake. And yeah. um, and I think that's an important piece, too, because when you make a mistake, the most fruitful learning experience. So as a leader and as a mentor, to hold space for that person and still support them. Um, during that journey, I think is another really important characteristic too. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the things is, well, as high performers, so often we really don't have that many mistakes. Mm -hmm. You know, you're used to achieving in curriculars or in school or in social environments and all these different things. And, and so a lot of times, um, and now as well, even more like, um, you know, you, you just don't have as many issues. So, so if you talk to people really so often, it's like, Oh, that big disaster. That's the biggest gift I have that mistake that those right. setbacks. Oh yeah. gosh, I, I totally need this in my life or these people in my life or this, you know? So it's just so huge. And, and I can tell as well, just, just, you know, for you, um, you've done a lot of work, like, you know, just yeah. with your emotional intelligence and, and, you know, what would you, how would you direct our young leaders listening to, you know, in terms of, of, of that work or et cetera? Yeah. Uh, be curious, be curious about yourself. Um, don't assume mm-hmm. that you know everything and be open. Yeah. I think the biggest piece that I learned when I was, when I was going in to do my master's degree in leadership, the feedback I got from a lot of people that knew me was, why are you doing that, Andrea? You're already a leader. Like you, you don't need to, yeah. to do this. And in fact, what this opportunity really gave to me was the ability to, to learn how to, um, to step back and create more space for other people and to feel comfortable in that, in that place, not always right. having to be at the forefront. Um, so it was very humbling. And also, they made us talk about all of our insecurities in a group setting. And let me tell you, if you <laughs> never felt vulnerable, do that. And you will feel incredibly vulnerable. But it was such a human experience. And we are all human beings at the end of the day. And that's what connects us all. And so I was really able to, um, to learn from that experience and, and to 
it, it, it was transformational in my life. I, I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and, and again, it's, it's, I, I can't recommend again enough. There are a lot of programs like the one that you've recommended and, and that really understanding at the root of it, we're all young boys and young girls. And with, uh, you know, those young boys and young girls run our lives unless we actually see them for who they are and see us for who they are. And we, 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 uh, we have a dark side and, and we misbehave and so does everyone. And uh, the more we can be in touch with that and, and really own that piece of us, the, the less it takes us off. And, and the more we actually, again, get that, wow, I'm flawed human. And so is everybody. And that's okay. And that's wonderful. And that's who human beings are rather than the image that we show. And there's nothing wrong with an image either. There's nothing wrong with going in and feeling confident and, and okay, here's what we do. And this is what we want. And that level of confidence. And also the other is true too. And, and sort of doing that work is, is so, so important. So absolutely. Yeah. No, that's great. And even more important as you become more and more of a leader, because again, you see leaders who are just, you know, they know everything, they're the best, they're this, they're that. And, and again, it blocks, blocks knowledge, blocks working together, all those, all those different things. Right. And I know as well, and I know we actually, you know, have talked offline about this, but I, but I wanted to put this into the, into the, uh, the, our, our podcast here, uh, is, you know, I know you were winning running your own, uh, consulting business. So it was something that you were winning at, you had all these clients. And so, you know, what got you out of there? What wasn't mm-hmm. right for you, et cetera? Yeah. You know, I think what was so enticing for me, um, I had so many clients who were practitioners like I was and, um, you know, working with them to understand how they were running their businesses and, and the successes that they were having. And, um, I love being in front of a room of people and learning and, um, helping to help others learn what I have learned along the way as well. Um, but what I didn't really count on was how much time I would be spending alone and how much time I would be spending actually developing content and, you know, um, everything that sort of goes into running a business as a sole proprietor. And I just, mm-hmm. it didn't, I mean, I am on the extreme end of extrovert, extroversion. I get sure. energy to, to be with, with people. people. Yeah. I love yeah. to collaborate. Yeah. I love to be a part of the team. And so for me, it didn't feel in this particular instance, that's something I wanted to continue doing. And that's fine. I had a great couple years doing what I was doing. Um, but it was time to move on. And I knew that. And that's not to say that I will not be running my own business again in the future, because that's something right. that I'd love to do. But um, it will be something that involves more than just myself to, de- to deliver more collaboration. Services. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also part of what you were saying, more that self-development, more, you know, oh, understanding myself better. Where am I going to be happy day to day? Uh, and uh, and that, you know, even if someone can have, you know, financial and professional success, if they're not happy, eventually that success is going to slow down and, and go away because, you know, eventually you, you just have a hard time, you know, regenerating yourself every morning if you're not actually liking what you're doing. Absolutely. And I, 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 
totally feel the same way. I'm definitely on the high side of extroversion. As no well. way. I didn't know that. No way. So hard to believe. So hard to believe. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, so not apparent, Chris. You hide it so no, well. Exactly. <laughs> By the so, way, I'm just uh, going to say it for our, our video. Happy birthday. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. All right. Isn't Facebook great? <laughs> it does so, save me but, a lot. Thank you. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful day. So how did you know that running a business was the right, right thing for you? Um, you, you mean in terms of student work? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, a funny story. I actually had an old boyfriend that ran a franchise and he did terribly. And oh, wow. I really wanted to crush him. <laughs> and so, <laughs> uh, not competitive at all, but no, um, I saw the opportunity that, you know, he was afforded to run his own business. And this was, you know, from a very young age, I was always entrepreneurial. I was always the top seller of the cookie dough or the chocolate almonds. And, you know, I uh, started a 50-50 draw in my my neighborhood where I'd sell tickets and then do a a cash draw. Fantastic. Yeah. I've always been entrepreneurial. And so this, I had... um, I had heard about student works, and so I just I, I felt a calling to it. And there's so few opportunities at such a young age that you can get to step into a role where you are, you know, you're building a business from from the ground up. Essentially, you've got the brand of student works, which certainly helps, and and all of the support along the way. Um, but there's so few opportunities that exist like that, and I am so grateful that I had that I jumped at the chance. And that would be the biggest piece of advice I would give anyone considering it. Like you can't be one foot in, one foot out. You have to jump in with both feet and go for it. A hundred percent. You will, you will, you will get everything you put into it. Yeah, you are, you are so right. And you know, the other thing though is, is that it's that type of attitude, which I know you have. And again, you've shown that throughout your career and everything is you are that type of person because really as well, like, you know, you're, you're an entrepreneur in a business right now. You're, a, you're you know, and, and that's the other thing as well as I wanted to share or highlight what you were talking about traction on demand, which is one of the fastest growing companies in the world right now. And it's really exciting working with really, really smart people selling to really, really smart people, solving really complex problems, assisting them to assist their customers, solving really, really complex problems. And that again, you know, that and we, we work on this mindset at, at Student Works is, is that, you know, sales is not what you think it is. It's not like the greasy salesman who's right. selling, you know, in, in greasy situations. No, it's, it's the most successful people in the world, the presidents and vice presidents, et cetera, are salespeople and and they're solving complex problems and it's not it's not um it's not what you say it's actually how you listen and how you solve problems and it's really a fascinating way to spend your life for sure um and there there's a lot of satisfaction in again helping people solve their problems absolutely and i will say too that you know going through the educational path i went through made me a better salesperson because leadership and sales are so intertwined characteristically. Um, you know, if you want to be a great leader, get some sales experience under your belt. And yes. that's going to test you. Yeah. Well, and also is if you really think about leadership as well, we need to 
to be a powerful mentor or guide, well, first of all, we need to influence people to listen to us, right? Mm-hmm. And then we exactly. need to engage with people and, and we need to be influencing, which is, again, very close. We use influencing rather than sell because people don't like to be sold. So we change the words. But in fact, we're impacting them. We're, 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 we're having them, you know, see other opportunities, right? Not, you know, point them out, see other opportunities that they want. So. Absolutely. What, like, if you think back to that teenage university student, I know you, you mentioned at your core, you are the same, which I totally get. And I feel the same way, like, you know, like I'm at the core, but what did you need to change about yourself? Like, are there things that you needed to change about yourself? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I needed to, I think I needed to face the insecurities that I felt um, that probably made me appear very confident. But somewhere inside, I wasn't. Um, For sure. Be okay with feeling insecure at times. I think that that's really powerful um, to be vulnerable. Um, But to your point, too, I mean, confidence is so important. But what is confidence at the end of the day, right? Um, I think confidence is really just being super comfortable in your skin. And that takes a lot of lessons learned and a lot of self-reflection. And a lot of overthinking, but thankfully that overthinking has paid off. Um, I'm at a point in my life where, where I'm, I'm very happy with who I am, and I'm always open to learning more. And um, I think it's something that you just have to continually to work through for your entire life. Yeah, I like I like I like what you said there. That's that's really wise. Um, and uh, you know, there's an authenticity there. Um, that we need to be right. And there's, there's, you know, it's kind of like, there's a fear there. Right. And I certainly remember, again, I feel less, you know, frightened now, again, I'm really comfortable with who I am uh, and, and who I, who, 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 uh, you know, I choose to be every morning, but you're right. Like getting into that space, um, you know, as a, as a teenager and going, okay, I'm going to be confident because I'm going to be gregarious like you, and I'm going to go and make this happen. But there's a lot of fear underneath that. And then after a while, it's like, Hey, I, I can be frightened to do it otherwise. And still, still like one of the other things is a lot of times people don't recognize, again, we're still frightened, especially when we're outside our comfort zone, when we're doing things, we're starting to sort of, Hey, be out on the outside of what we're normally doing. It's like, Ooh, I don't normally do that. That's uncomfortable. And, and, and again, what does successful people do? They just, okay, right. I'm recognizing it and, and doing it anyway. Sure, exactly. And I remember from student work, fake it till you make it. And we're all faking it. We're all faking it all the time. You know, yeah. every time you push yourself out of your comfort zone and you move that, you know, yardstick forward a little bit, you're going to be uncomfortable and you're going to have to fake it till you make it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and that's what propels you to keep getting better. But you have to take those first steps. You just, you, you have to, um, and you can't hold yourself back. And the more you do that, the more you will learn and the more you grow and the more comfortable you feel. Absolutely. And so if someone wanted to do what you do, what key habits would they want to steal from you? Mm-hmm. Uh, good question. I would say that, you know, if you want to have good relationships with people, um, building a, an authentic connection with them, like caring about them essentially, um, whether that's your clients, your coworkers, or your, or your actual workers, uh, very important. Um, hard work. This is not a uh, role for someone who wants to coast. Like you're going to have to roll up your sleeves. Um, 
and you'll be so thankful for it too, even though it could be painful. Um, I think that having humor is super important too. If you're not having fun, if you're not taking time to laugh, then what's the point really? Life is short, sure. you know? Um, so that's, that's really important. And then I think too, um, I would say being able to see the bigger picture, being able to see, you know, why am I working so hard right now? What is that going to do for me down the road? Or making decisions that might be difficult now for the betterment of, of your future. I think um, just being a little bit visionary in that sense is, is really important as well. Awesome. Awesome. And when you think of a leader of tomorrow, what comes to mind, Andrea? I love that question. Um, well, I think <laughs> exactly how as I, as I described myself. No, um, I think that <laughs> it's someone who, uh, who does see the big picture, who has a strong character. I think that morals and values are going to be on display more than ever, you know, especially with, with social media and, and as a leader, you know, you are in the spotlight. Um, so I think that paying close attention to those are really important. Having emotional intelligence and developing yourself. And I feel, I feel particularly for men right now, that's being encouraged so much more to explore those softer skills. And I think that that will continue. Um, and I think that having consciousness around social issues and environmental issues are, are going to be huge. And if, you know, if you can lead in a, in a socially conscious and uh, environmentally conscious way too, I think that that is going to set you apart from the pack as well. Wow. You put so many things out there and, and, <laughs> and, 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 and I think accurately, and I think it really, really is. Um, it's hard to be a leader. I think it's just going to get harder. And what I mean by that is, is you're right. Um, there's more of a spotlight. There's always been a spotlight, but now again, like with social media, there's so many ways to mess up. There's so many ways to, and what happens with, with leaders is the spotlight's on them. Um, and so, so there's going to be regular, you know, criticism or they didn't do this or they didn't do that, or they didn't do this, you know, and it's, it's kind of, um, understanding that that's part of what, what you're picking up and choosing. I'm picking up and choosing to try to provide guidance. And so what you're adding to that is authenticity mm -hmm. and awareness so that, Hey, being aware that yeah people will criticize and that's just fine right yeah. it's okay right yeah. and so and that's natural because that's the human condition and that would just be you know totally okay and and by the way when people do criticize thanks for that feedback and honestly thanks for that feedback and what would you suggest and what would you mm -hmm. do and in fact um you know that actually um you know can really can really change and improve your organization you know that's and actually right. as an example just you know, yesterday we had a, a young leader in our business sort of saying, oh, gee, you know, I think we need a sexual harassment policy in, in the business. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, we talked about it. And we went, oh, great. And then, you know, well, we do have a sexual harassment policy in the business. But it, clearly it wasn't clear enough or bold enough or, or, you know, so one new thing that we're going to be implementing this year is at January training, there's going to be sleep a slide about sexual harassment policy mm -hmm. and here's what we're going to do. And, and just cause it came up from one person. So clearly one person felt like at times there were opportunities for having things be, um, 
you know, safer, more comfortable, all those sorts of things. So, so, you know, on an ongoing basis, you need to expect that, you know, your business is going to be found wanting, your leadership skills are going to be found wanting. And you could see that as a bad thing, or you could see that as, oh, isn't that wonderful? We we just created something new. Mm -hmm. Times are changing and you have to change with the times as well. And um, there's just more exposure now, period. And so Mm -hmm. it drives accountability in all of us. And, uh, and I think that's something that you need to be really conscious of. 100%. No. And, and again, as leaders, just, just, just understanding that and being, being, um, you know, there's, and there's so many, um, ways that you could be insensitive, right? Like there's just so many. So it's just be identifying those and, 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 and putting them out in front and really working to, again, understand where those sensitivities come from and really yeah. seeing them from another person's world so yeah. that you actually can go and get it and stop doing that. If, if that is something that you were. Yeah. Empathy. Put, Empathy. Put yourself in someone else's shoes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, well, Andrea, I, I, I am so excited that you joined us on the podcast. Thank uh, you've you been so much for having me. Such a supporter of our organization. It's been so wonderful, um, uh, you know, having you and, uh, and and seeing your career develop and develop and develop and, uh, you know, continued success. And I know you will. And, uh, you. and, and by the way, again, uh, for our young leaders, Traction On Demand is looking for amazing people. <laughs> that's right. Yes, we are. Right. So you can find, uh, find Andrea on LinkedIn. So, uh, so that's wonderful. Do. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> well, Thank you so much, Chris. Okay, you have a wonderful day. Thanks, you. Thank right. you. Hey, leaders. We have more great content for you coming up that I know you will love. So if you are listening and you have not done so already, make sure you subscribe to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. And if you enjoy our content, please give us a share on your Facebook feed. Better yet... Tell your three most driven and entrepreneurial friends about this podcast so they can join us in discovering key habits and insights that can assist them in having super powerful careers.